Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hi, I'm former Sheriff Lena George with 30 years experience in emergency services. I know how important it is to locate an address that's in need of help as quickly as possible. An LED light bulb has been developed and manufactured that glows red, white, and blue flashing light to be placed on your front porch and turned on when you have an emergency that will help the responding emergency services to locate your home as quickly as possible. You can obtain your LED light bulb at Mount Pleasant Fire Department and all of your local fire stations. For more information, contact Fire Department at 379-1005. 379-1005. Seconds counts. Get your light bulb today. I wish you and your family a safe and happy new year. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. Buenos dias. Buenos noches. Buenos tardes. Yeah, that'll about do it. Adios. Goodbye and good night to the losers in the NFL over the weekend, and the winners move on. Four precious slots. Tennessee's basketball vols in their pursuit of a number one seed, which was greatly augmented over the weekend, both by their rather easy win, plus a couple of losses there by teams on the one line, including Kansas getting beaten at home, and Houston yesterday somehow beaten by my Temple Owls, and I'm wearing the cherry and the white today. I'm wearing the cherry and the white in the Raymere studio in honor of the Temple Boys' victory. Bean Doe, Jeff Henderson, Briny Boy Hartman, and then Nico at nine. Nico cometh, correcteth. The University of Georgia fans are warring uh, with the uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and it's all out there today. Bino, Jeff, and Brian, good morning, gentlemen. How we doing? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Go ahead, guys. Glad you're feeling better, Bino. Good morning, Tony. 
Uh, thank you very much, Brian. I do feel quite a bit better, and uh, good to be with you guys. Good morning. Where would you boys like to start today? We have several topics. We have not had our pre-production meeting since Bino is a little under the weather. And I just spent uh, I just spent the last uh, 15 minutes visiting with a guy who really picked at me like a sore scab. His last words to me were, well, his last words to me were, how about if you start your show on time for once? <laughs> See? And little Bino, a little, little giggle from Bino there. Okay, well. It wasn't me, folks. It wasn't me. Not, no, it wasn't you, but it was certainly you laughing at that. All right, so uh, why, don't we do, why don't we just take them in order? Nico at nine, Bino. First of all, as I wrote today, and if you want to go over to um, your syllabus for our program today, and 865 is the number. But your syllabus will be found over at tclub.team today. In real time, I'm heading that way. So you can hear what this sounds like. When you click over there, there you go. And so the show comes up live. The stream comes up live as soon as you go to tclub.team. And then everything that's archived there, including our Garza Law Tennessee basketball overtime from Saturday, where we were competing with the NFL playoffs, which was very difficult uh, after that uh, LSU game. Um, Orange Throat starts with time to crank it up for this basketball team. He, he talks about how people have been kind of slow to come to the party emotionally for the basketball team, which I sense that. I sense that. We could discuss what some of the reasons are for that, but I, I certainly sense that. Um, let's start with Nico. Nico, 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 Nico. Here's what I wrote today. I want y'all's thoughts. You know, I was really impressed by Nico. But actually, that entire event really impressed me. Those those Polynesian people are so endearing. You know, I'm a 50-ish person who happens to be about 17 in my spirit, in my heart. But for most of my adult life, I've just kind of been sleeping on that culture. I did not realize that those were such joyous, family-oriented, sweet people. That was a really cool event. That was really neat. And, and when you go to Polynesia, chances are you're going to find a pretty good football player. Because compared to the rest of the world, Polynesia produces some serious football players. We'll talk about that here in a second. Because tomorrow we're going to do, a on the blog, we're going to do Watson Brown's comments on Nico from Friday. And, uh, and then offer some perspective on why I would get more involved with Polynesia if I were the Vols. So here's what I wrote today. I, Bino, I don't know if you saw the blog today, but I had a little heading in there about Nico impressing in Hawaii. And then X has a full breakdown with our friends from Smoothie King in there and 
our friends over at Carnes Motor Company, they're out in there. Did you uh, did you happen to see what we wrote today on the blog, Bino? Did you happen to see it? Because I'll read it to you if you didn't. Tony, I read the blog religiously every day. You can even ask me what my favorite part is, and I'll always have an answer. I wrote the following. I was impressed by Nico, but actually that entire event. Polynesian people are so endearing. I've been sleeping on that culture most of my adult life. Bino really, and I mean really in all capital letters, enjoyed the halftime show. Friday night was a celebration of those folks, and Nico was right in the middle of it. I could see him helping Tennessee attract a bunch of those folks, and why not? There were a ton of ballers on that field Friday, and I mean a ton. Watson Brown was right that the All-Star Game format wasn't as good to showcase Nico's skills as Heupel's offense will be, and that's really saying something considering the guy won the MVP. So if you have a thought on what you saw from Nico on Friday night, my number is 865-200-5402. But, you know, that wet blanket, Matt Dixon, and we love Matt, but, you know, he was, he's was he been sick like you're sick, um, fighting the COVID thing, and then he's a wet blanket. So I asked him Saturday on the uh, Garza Law Tennessee basketball overtime, just trying to engender a phone call or two, you know, from people fighting the behemoth that is the NFL playoffs and that basketball game the Vols played, which, you know, against that LSU team, the path of least resistance. That's probably the worst LSU team maybe we've seen in our lifetimes. I asked Dixon, I said, so what did you think? He goes, I don't watch that. I'm not, I'm not watching an all-star. I'm not, I don't do that. <laughs> I mean, can't you at least pretend? Vino, did you watch it? Did you watch Nico? And what did you think if you did? I, I, I did, Tony. I, I only watched the first half. Till uh, halftime. Uh, through halftime, as we've already established. Yes, yes. Uh, whatever happened in the halftime show, I really enjoyed. Um, I, uh, uh, you know, I, I never draw much from that. I like to watch them. I never draw much from it. Because yes. Uh, they're playing with guys that they don't generally play with, limited time to prepare. You don't know what the defense is putting out there. Now, Nico wasn't tremendously impressive in the first half throwing the ball. Uh, he obviously was in the second half. Uh, what what I did see, though, and, and again, you have to wonder how much fear he has of being hit, but he's a much, he's a much better natural runner than anyone that we've had at the quarterback position since since Dobbs. Uh, he, uh, uh, he, you know, we were effective at that. Uh, Hendon was effective at that, but never looked real comfortable doing it. Uh, Nico looked to me like he was really comfortable running the football. And as well as he can obviously throw it, if he can do that end of it and stay healthy, we've got something special. Brian Hartman, did you watch Nico at night on Friday? Nico at nine. I saw the first half like Bino, yes. And did you and watch the halftime show? And, okay, like Bino. Yeah, and then I, I went to. Yeah. Let me I ask you before we that, talk about Nico, could you see why Bino would like the halftime show? Absolutely. All right. Since Bino apparently Absolutely. hadn't seen it and doesn't understand what we're doing here. Um,. Bino, the men at the halftime show had their rear ends totally exposed. 
they were frontally mostly exposed. Um, Freddie Jack is going to call in with a very predictable tome toward me involving Tony Valls at some point today on the program, and it's going to be very predictable. That's a common fashion over there. Very common. By the way. The women were beautiful yet fully clothed. It looked like the exact opposite of like what would go on at a halftime show here, where the men have all their clothes on and the women are like naked. But I must say, it was uh, all in all, Friday night was a great thing. Brian, what did you make of Nico? I thought he, I, I thought against it, it almost seemed like they played it like a seven on seven type of thing mm. because they didn't rush the passer. And special teams were just kind of a – they didn't even do any kind of rush there. That wasn't normal at all. But I liked what I saw as far as just being able to I, – I liked the, the way he – the touch he put on his passes. Mm-hmm. And just his uh, seemingly overall knowledge of the – you know, of what he was doing out there and command of the offense. I like that. He passed the it factor for me. I mean, he passes the eye test, and the and he you can see it. You can see X writes the following. It's gonna be very hard for this fan base to place extremely high, if not unrealistic, expectations on him, including me. Easy to see why Taven Jackson hit the portal after watching Friday night. Throw Nico made down the sideline in the second half, which you and Vino missed was an absolute pro throw which he dropped one right in the bucket. And, and X said something something that bears repeating here. You know what else that throw did? It has to have gotten the attention of 24, 2024 and 2025 elite wide receivers Tennessee's trying to get involved with. If Joe Milton stumbles early out of the gate, how do you resist the temptation to turn the offense over to that kid? And that, and that's the theme. That's the theme. Because, guys, I, I'll be honest with you, he certainly looked like somebody that's going to, as he learns it, as he grows, as he gets stronger, as he gains weight, Boy, he looked like a he looked like a superstar in the making to me. And I said, I'm never again going to do that till somebody walks on a field and college field. That wasn't a college field uh, Friday night, by the way. And he needs to get he'll he'll have to get a little bit bulkier. Oh, he's sure. very very spindly, Brian. But his ability to move, his ability to run. His ability to keep his head up while he's doing so, he just has a natural it factor for me. He is going to be a really nice player, man. Yeah. And as X-Rite, if this guy stays healthy and out of trouble, he may show us what a generational talent looks like. Bang. Bang. And, and X concludes with John Adams said Thursday to Tony. That when you have a quarterback, you have a chance, and Tennessee has a quarterback for sure. And I think that's right. I think that is right. Hard not to get excited about that, Bino. 
Yeah, it absolutely is, Tony. It's, uh, you know, after a number of years kind of struggling through uh, quarterback issues and Hendon Hooker kind of coming out of nowhere, you didn't expect anything out of him. Uh, it's the first It's the first in a long time that we've had a guy here that we really have high expectations for. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how – how next year unfolds and if Milton does is able to hold him off we'll at least know Joe had a pretty solid football season going in chronological order of things we'll discuss here Tennessee basketball next on the mic rather easy win at LSU look I'm all for Mac McMahon and him making it long-term there and this, that, and the other. When you make a decision, you're just going to sit in a zone defense and you let us just sit out there and play like that, you have zero chance being star against us. Zero. Yeah, Tony, I, you know, I, he's just in the SEC with anything but an SEC roster. Yeah. So uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that you can, I don't know that you can read anything into what his plans will be or how he'll approach games when his roster becomes a little bit more SEC worthy. Yeah, that that thing Saturday. I mean, you talk about having no chance in a game. That's called having no chance. And that poor LSU bunch. I mean, they look like they're feeling it too. The accumulation of these losses. Because they were dead to the world Saturday. Um, the effort that the guys gave on the floor. I mean, Dane Bradshaw at one point said, hey, he's getting some subs in there that usually don't play, and I don't blame him because these guys aren't even trying right now that are out there. Which is what Tennessee does. Tennessee breaks people's will. That's, that's again, we're, we're back to this thing we talked about a week ago where Kentucky stood up to Tennessee. Tennessee bullies people. They shove them around and they bully them. That's who the Vols are. It's what they do. I think Tennessee's getting close to the rotation that we should see, Tony, and the starting lineup that we should see. I, th- I think if Triple J can play the minutes uh, that he's been playing uh, and, and you leave Zakai out there, you, you start him uh, and bring a Key off the bench, I believe that's – Tennessee's best lineup. Yep. And it looks like you're going to see ZZ 37, 37, 38 minutes a night. The thing that's weird from Tennessee is that they can't get a, they can't find a way to spell ZZ. I mean, why are you playing 37 minutes in that game? John Maiman said that's a nothing burger, worrying about that, but I don't want to wear the guy out till we get to March. Yeah, Tony, I mean, it was, uh, it was probably. Uh, at Mississippi State, you probably had no choice. Uh, you did have a choice at LSU, uh, and I, I'm like you. I, I don't see any reason to play Zakai Ziegler 37 minutes when it's unnecessary to do so to win the game. Next up, Brian's Jacksonville Jaguars. Brian, can I ask you a question? And I've been wondering about this, and I thought maybe I'm lost in space. There was a clip of Tony Boselli going into some sports bar in Kansas City, and the Jacksonville people set up there and made a headquarters. Okay, fine, everybody does that. 
But he stepped back, he cuffed his hands, and he screamed Duval at the crowd, and they screamed Duval back to him. Is, are the Jacksonville Jaguar fans, are they Robert Duvall fans, Shelley Duvall fans, David Duvall fans? What What is the screaming Duvall at each other? What is the significance of that? That is the county Jacksonville's located in. That's been a rallying cry for, I think, goes back about five years or so ago when they started doing that the last time they made a playoff run in the 2017 season. And that's just the county that Jacksonville's located in. It's just a, it kind of comes off the tongue as a as a chant sort of, and it just kind of caught on and took off, and it is what it is today. So that's all that is. You don't seem impressed, do you? Bino, did you did you realize that? That's what that was. No, I, I had no I had no idea, Tony. Had no idea. Well, Brian said, Brian. It's like their own little thing. Y'all can see my face, and my face, I'm pretty nonplussed by that. Actually, I'm bewildered. Uh, Bino, do you have a thought on chanting Duval at another grown human being? And uh, what do you think of that chant? Well, it would fire me up, Tony. I mean, there is that, Bri. It certainly, I mean, as you said, you called it a rallying cry. I mean, I can, like a call to arms, screaming Duval at somebody. I mean, you know, you wonder about the origins of things, right? And and who would know, like, who would be the keeper of, maybe Frank Frangi would be the keeper of uh, Jacksonville Cannon. Brian, seriously, why do they chant Duval at each other? What's the real reason? It can't be because it's the county that they're in. I mean, that's not. That doesn't, yeah, that's the, that's the name no, of, the, no, that's Brian, the, name of no. the county it's in. Brian, Brian, why do they chant Duval at each other? I saw Big Tony Vaselli. He goes, I'm going to give you a Duval. <laughs> and, then he, and then that big meathead screamed Duval at those people, and they screamed Duval back at him. And I'm sitting there going, Bino, what county is... Uh, or do the Colts play in? Uh, I have no idea, Tony. Well, let's I don't look know it what. Up. Let's look it up. County Indianapolis is in. Hang on. Isn't it like uh, Hamilton or what I'm county sure. does Indianapolis reside in? Let's see here. Uh, Indianapolis is in Marion County. Bino, would you care to give me Marion? Bino, now. I don't know if she knows around you, but would you care to give me a Marion? M-A-R-I-O-N? I think that would work better if one side gave you a Mary and the other side gave you none. Brian, why do you all yell Duval at each other? Seriously. Oh, I mean, that's just what they they've been doing for the last little while i mean it's it's just something that's uh, brian, brian that be, they've taken pride in now brian be honest with me if you were with your tribe okay and you were at a jacksonville jaguar game would you chant duval 
Yeah, maybe. Bino, you want to give me one? Give you a Duval? Yeah. Duval! No, that's not how they do it. Brian, how do they do it? It's kind of like a uh, a long, drawn-out first syllable, do, and then ball, like that. So it sounds like they're talking the about news. the balls. When I first heard it, I thought, they're saying go balls. Yeah, you do have a ball in there. Yeah. It's something like, do. It's not quite that high pitched, though. Oh, well. He just caught me screeching and obnoxious, Bino. <laughs> Bino, you think yeah. we should do something like that with the Vols? Like, Knox! Uh, Does that work for you, Bino? I'd say Sterling Pearl could work it. All right, so I'm uh, a few minutes into the program here. What haven't I talked about from the weekend that I really want to talk about, but I'm being a good boy? You haven't talked about the boy band. All right, so I got to tell on my Winners and Losers guy presented by my friends at Miller Light. Now, the other night, and Blair wasn't in here to stop these guys, but they were left to their own devices and... Tennessee Lee and Mr. C and the rest of those clowns were trying to tell me that the Cowboys were going to win that game Sunday. And look, I'm not here to gloat over the Cowboys losing because, first of all, it's not my style. And secondly, to the victor goes the spoils. And I think the Eagles are probably going to beat by San Francisco Sunday. But that's just me. So I think our season's going to end one week after yours. And so it is what it is. But it was such a winnable game. For the Cowboys being star, if they get mediocre quarterback play, they're in the championship game today. Just mediocre. That's all they need is mediocre quarterback play. Yeah, I mean, Tony Dak was a wonderful college football player, fun to watch. Um, Cowboys are never winning the championship with him at quarterback. Mm -mm. You have to have the right coach and the right quarterback, and they have neither. What's interesting about him, when you start talking about Dackey, is that Dackey is a turnover machine. He threw two. All of a sudden. Yeah, he threw two being out. He could have thrown four or five. Well, he, he led. I think he had always been pretty I think he had always been pretty protective of the ball until this year. He led the league in turnovers and didn't play four or five games. Wow. He had you know, it's it's kind of fun. You had two teams make a divisional round that turned the ball over quite a bit. That's Prescott and Josh Allen. Yep. This but Josh, one home now. This Josh Allen thing, this thing Tony Romo was doing the other day with how the Bills are going to live in that round and they're elite, and I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm ready to declare that. I'm ready to declare that about the Bengals. They're pretty darn good. 
I think the Bengalis are. Uh, I think the Bengalis with that young coach and that that uh, that terrific quarterback under pressure. I think they found something there. Obviously. Yeah, I, I, I do too, Tony. And I, you know, I didn't like I didn't like the spreads in any of the of the four divisional games. Yep. And went four and zero. Absolutely love these. Uh, I love these next. I, I think Cincinnati was gonna beat is gonna beat Kansas City if Patrick Mahomes is healthy. I think they're certainly gonna beat them with him out there limping around. And I don't believe there's any way in the world. I'm, he's played well. I don't believe there's any way in the world that Mister Irrelevant wins a game in Philadelphia. Going to go all the way across the country. Now this will be five times that a first-year quarterback has gotten to that, a rookie quarterback has gotten to that championship round. I remember one of them. I remember when Dan Marino did it with the Dolphins. He got to the AFC championship game as a rookie and never got back. Super Bowl, you mean? Did he get the he got the Super? Did he? Yeah, get the he Super got Bowl? the Super Bowl that and that one time, and they lost it. Was he a rookie, or was he a second-year player? So maybe uh, I misremembered that. He might have been second-year. I think he was a second-year player. Yeah, there. because a rookie, and this led me to this: a rookie's never won in this round. Own four coming into this weekend. I don't know who the four are. Maybe somebody knows that. Maybe we could do that as a uh, trivial question, but. Everybody can look it up on their phones. Do you guys remember any rookies getting to the championship game round? So that would be like post-70, post the merger, or 71. Can you guys think Mm. of any rookies that have led their teams to the uh, championship round? Kaepernick, maybe? Maybe. They're all, they've all lost, to Bino's point. Personally, I think San Francisco is better than the Eagles, but that's me. I, I've said the whole time, I've said on here for weeks, that the game will be in Philly. San Francisco is going to beat them. Now, they did not look better yesterday. They did not look better this weekend. They they didn't look like they belong on the field with the Eagles uh, yesterday. But I'll say this. <clears throat> Micah Parsons might be the best player in the NFL right now. He was like a one-man wrecking crew yesterday he is unreal and good on kevin burkhart doing the game from fox for evoking the name of reggie white because he did a swim move on the tackle and he's not a big man like reggie white was micah parsons isn't and he it's like javon curse almost out there picked the tackle up with one arm and threw him out of the way. Threw him through midair. Beanstar, you don't think Michael Parsons is freaky, do you? Pick the man up with one arm, Beano, and throw him out of the way. He, he's an absolute stud. He and, he and Warner out there uh, for San Francisco, you know, sometimes a defensive player just kind of stands out. Those two guys just stand out. They're everywhere. So... I don't know what to think. We've got several crisis hotlines open. The Cowboy Crisis Hotline remains open. Good gosh almighty. I'm not going to dance on your grave. Because you all know the drill. And you know it coming in. And they don't believe. And You know what those people are like? 
unfortunately, and this is a sad, because I was listening to their, which isn't my style, but I just happened to stumble into it, their, their, um, their post-game show on Odyssey yesterday. It's not my style. It just happened to be on back in my room, Bino. Of course. They remind me so much of Tennessee basketball fans under Barnes. Or Tennessee basketball fans in general. They're like, this is what they're all saying. All of them. You know, we've got a good regular season team. We should enjoy our regular seasons. And um, doesn't matter who our coach is, who our quarterback is. As long as this guy owns the team, we're never going to win. And they literally have not been to a championship round since 1995. Which, I don't know how you stay as the leader in merchandise and everything they're the leader in in that league when you haven't had any success at all to speak of. This is the Jacksonville Jaguars in five years, their second championship game uh, appearance. The Tennessee Titans have been to several championship games. Peyton Manning, as a member of the Colts and the Broncos, went to several championship games. My Eagles have never been known as as ones to, uh, you know, hold the ring or whatever, have been to several Several, like seven or eight of them. How in the world can the Dallas Cowboys, Bino, can you have everything they have in advantages in that sport and be since 1995, going on 28 years now? How's that possible, Bino? That doesn't seem possible. Yeah, uh, you know, in in a, a league where fortunes change fairly regularly um it's it it doesn't make sense it really doesn't i mean they're thankful that the detroit lions exist is there anybody else uh, brian you could say that about that haven't been to a championship game since 95 if you really sat down and thought about it the cleveland clowns obviously and as long as haslam's there the well, Cleveland clowns aren't going to the Bengals until the Bengals until last year hadn't in that time frame the Chiefs were were a uh, before Mahomes. I don't think they've been to it. Yeah, the Chiefs used to game. do it every year, like five in a row. The Chiefs used to win like eleven or twelve games every year when Neil Smith and those guys were there, and they would always Alex get beat. Smith. And they would always get beat early. Always get beat early. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the Titans before they went on this run, the Titans went up there one year and knocked them out. Yep. With Alex Smith, I think that was his last game. Yep. And they still fired Malarkey after that, despite winning a but, playoff. But game. if you if you look around the league, there's a handful of teams that have been to a championship game, and the Cowboys are somehow one of them. Everybody in the Eagles division's done it. Well, I don't know if the Redskins have done it. I don't think they have. No, the Redskins. The Redskins would be one. That the Redskins franchise. That's incredible. Whatever you want to call yeah, the Washington front, whatever you want to call that. Let's go to the phones. We have a ton to talk about today. 865-200-5402. I'm expecting the basketball balls when the uh, bracketology comes out to be on the one line this week, but whatever that means. It's fun to think about. A one seed is very much, is very much in reach for this club. 
to the phones we go. Hello and welcome into our first call. What's going on, guys? Hey, Mariano, welcome in. Thank you, buddy. How you feeling, Bino? Uh, I'm I'm much better today, Mariano. Thank you very much. Okay, buddy. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. Guys, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Nico on yep. Friday night. Yep. If there's been a guy who's made for this offense, I mean, you couldn't draw it up any better. The guy can run the ball. The guy's got great awareness. He can make every throw. I just, if if he misses Tony, I'll, I'll be the most surprised person in the world if he's a miss. I mean, he is just so physically gifted. Did you guys get to see it? Mariano, uh, Brian and I watched uh, just the first half. Didn't get to see the second half. Um, uh, his his talent is is pretty obvious, uh, and I apparently missed his his better half, which was the second half when he threw the ball much better than he did the first. Um, right. Yeah. I, I, I tell you what has has me encouraged is I was like Tony. I was a little bit concerned coming in uh, about. Uh, his entourage and some of that stuff, and could he handle uh, any down periods that he may have here? Would he be one that just took off and left? Uh, but everything that I've heard about him uh, suggests that he's much more grounded than what the early impression was of him. Matter of fact, one of my uh, one of my buddies had his grandson, his infant grandson, at one of the basketball games, and Nico just stood there and took the time with all these people trying to get his picture and autographs and all that. Took the time to to stand there and converse with him and and ask him about his grandson and that kind of thing. Which is to me, uh, that's a sign of a much more mature kid than I thought we were. Yeah, I was just I was just blown away by. Well, the second half, he threw one ball to uh, the tight end that's uh To what Axie was talking about. That was un- un- unreal. That's a pro throw, Tony, man. Tony, that it. was absolutely – that throw, Tony, he just dropped it in the bucket. Oh, I mean, that's I, an 18-year-old kid making that throw, man. That's a that's yeah. a ball a 24-year-old would die to make. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing about, I guess, that the, I found out later after the yeah. game is Nico's really trying to get this, this tight end to visit. And so mm. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But I, I do understand that the tight end is not only a great football player. I think he's six six and a half, two thirty or something like that. But he's a great baseball player. So what better place to do both if you can if you can get that angle to get him on campus um, and maybe get uh, Tony V involved in that too? I don't know. I don't know if that's a possibility, but it's worth at least checking into because you know. Uh, you could see the camaraderie between Nico and that tight end the, on the on the sideline. They were conversing the entire ball game. So, uh, Mariano, I mean, I, like, is that a, is that a thing that's is that a thing every year that game for the, un, the uninitiated? Uh huh. Yes, it is. Yeah, they have it every year. You ever watched it before? No, I never had any really interest. But you know, I mean, we've got a kid playing, and you're going to probably check it out. So that's the reason I did. And uh, were you? It's, it's a good. Were you like me? Were you left with how much talent was on that field? Oh my goodness! Okay, I know. you did the same thing. Yeah, I'm watching that and branch the kid. Size of the yeah. lineman, Tony. Oh, uh, well, the let, me, let me read something to you that you'll love. So I did a little research because I'm, I'm gonna have this in the blog tomorrow. 
180,000 people of Samoan descent live stateside. I'm reading from gvwire.com. All right. 180,000 people of Samoan descent live stateside. Another 55,000 live in American Samoa, That's which is a U.S. territory. Right. Over the past few seasons, 50 players of Samoan descent have been on NFL rosters. That's 3% of the league. Now, listen, 3% of the league is Samoan players. That's nearly 40 times their propor- proportional share of the U.S. population. They're putting players in the NFL 40 times higher than their proportional population compared to other people groups. Mariano, if I'm Tennessee, I use Nico. First of all, I would have never bought out of that BYU game. I would have played in it, like Sean Sinclair said. And I would set up a beachhead there, and I would get as many of those kids as I could get. Why wouldn't you? Well, Tony, I know that they've made some, uh, on their support staff, they've got some some Polynesian uh, assistants there now. Yep. So and they're trying to make that inroad, and I think, I think they see that. I think, you know, I think that uh, that Hopple's that Hopple can see that, and he can see that connection and trying Smart to establish guy. that connection. You know, yeah. and Alabama's been doing it, so why can't we do it? You know, amen to that. Uh, well, we have their superstar now. We have the Polynesian right. Joe DiMaggio on our roster. Well, absolutely. You know, and you know that you know. I think Bryce Young played in it when he was a senior. Uh, you know, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, why not? And uh, you know, the uh, I was just surprised, like you said, the overall quality of the of the players out there, oh. and that little receiver that's going to USC. Branch, really are you kidding me? Wow, oh, wow! Do you see him shift gears and do the? Oh, yeah. uh, he, he looked like the Jackson Henry, kid. Yeah. Henry Toe was I, that? Was he? Uh, Henry T played in it. He yes, was Polynesian. He did. There you go. There you go. That's right. Thank you, Mario. You know, uh, yeah, go ahead. One more thing, Tony. I thought that the uh, uh, something that shouldn't meet uh, and and me you know was you know talking about the red flags possibly with Nico and yeah. and I don't I already found that too. But you know he showed a lot there at the end when you know Mark Rick just told him and he said after the game just go out and win, and drive the ball down and let's win this game and that's exactly what he did. You know he showed a lot of composure there too. So that was that was another thing about it. But hey, let's hope we can uh, do something with this uh, slash basket or a baseball uh, tight end. I'm a, I mean, that I'm, guy, he's, he's an uh, Deuce Robinson. I'm, ta- I'm texting Tony, Tony, Tony. I'm texting Tony Valls as we speak. Thank you, brother. Yep. Good talking to you. See you, man. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. In fact, let's phonetically do a text to Tony Valls here. People like when we do this. Hang on. All right, click in. Hey, Tony. It's Tony. Deuce Robinson. Pictures at eleven. Peace. 865-200-5402 if you want to jump in. More on the other side right after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. 
At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Why do people trust Tills Jewelry with their jewelry repairs? Hi, this is Terry Tillis. We feel each piece of jewelry is important to our customers and they deserve the utmost care with every item that is brought to us. Your jewelry is inspected when we receive it to determine exactly what repairs are needed. A photo is taken and documented and then it goes to our goldsmith. Once the repair is completed, the jewelry is reinspected to make sure it has been restored to its original condition. Come see us at Tillis Jewelry, located in Columbia and Lewisburg. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hey guys, this is Mary Catherine with Bug Out Termite and Pest Control. Did you know that most insurance plans don't cover termite damage? Termites cause $5 billion in damage every year. Having a termite inspection done by a termite professional once a year is the best way to determine your home or business is termite free. Our technician will help you determine the best treatment solution for you. Call us today to schedule your inspection at 931-380-9009 or visit us online at bugouttennessee.com. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Columbia Ace Hardware carries Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines? Columbia Ace Hardware is the only Magnolia paint dealer in town. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware and Power Equipment. We will be glad to help you. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
it is time to hear from our favorite grocer, Miles Johnson at Foodland. Miles, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. I got a sneak peek of some of the specials. Boy, there's some good ones in there this week. Mm-hmm. This week we got ground chuck for three thirty nine a pound, T bone steaks four twenty nine a pound, boneless pork loins a dollar ninety nine a pound, five pound bag of Idaho potatoes for two ninety nine each, and Coca Cola twelve packs for two for thirteen. Wow, that's some that's some good deals. Uh, these sales run through next Tuesday, I believe. That is correct. All right, and again, you're open seven days a week, seven a.m. till nine p.m. Miles, thank you very much. As always, we appreciate it, and hopefully, people listen and uh, come on in. And you got some great deals, and uh, you got some great people working there as well. So you guys have a wonderful week. All right. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Miles. All right. That was Miles Johnson from Foodland, located on West 7th Street. Again, they're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. So go in and check out some of those uh, great specials they have. And we'll talk to them next week as well. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony, be back with you, 865-200-5402 if you want to join us. This is your Tony Basilio Show. Let's go back to our phones. We keep callers first here. It's our New Year's resolution, and we're still in the first month of it, and so far so good, and had some great programs. Hello, and welcome into our next call. What do you say, Tony, Bino, uh, Brian, fourth-generation lister, third-generation caller, Taylor? Uh, I'd like to uh, comment a bit, if I have a moment, about the first pitch banquet and uh, the baseball, uh, especially considering that it uh, sounds like you're going to have uh, Tony Balls on shortly. Yes. I'm curious, um, if I had a chance to ask him, I would ask him in any of his career playing or as a coach, has he ever had a moment where he had to replace all the position players, the entire starting lineup. Mm. Has he ever done that? Even his father and his father's historic career as a uh, as a high school coach, have uh, they ever had to do that? I would suspect not. I think this new era of uh, with the transfer portal and NIL that's going to be more prevalent, but uh, still kind of shocking to this long term baseball fan of the enormous responsibility of replacing the entire starting position lineup. And uh, also the impact to the culture. What's going to be the identity of the 23 team when you have to replace uh, big personalities and big, uh, you know, big leadership like Evan Russell and uh, and Drew and and Luke and and that whole and Trey, uh, that whole team uh, had a had a you know a, a, monk, a majority of characters and uh, and personalities. So would love to love to hear his response to that. Uh, who's going to fill that leadership void? And uh, I, I'll tell you, uh, who, who does he think is going to be the incoming freshman that's going to have the biggest impact? From what I've seen and, and heard, Tony, there's a name that uh, that you should remember and baseball fans should remember, Dylan Dryling. That, uh, that kid has an explosive bat, much like uh, Maui. He comes from Kansas. We're going to have two Kansas players, uh, one in, in Maui at uh, shortstop, who's not a surprise, uh, he's a stud. We all know that. But another Kansas kid, Dylan Drilling, Dryling, excuse me, is going to have a, 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 I think, get some playing time in the outfield, maybe even the DH. He's got a electric bat. Uh, that's going to be fun to watch, Tony. And then I think the leadership board, I'll give you my opinion. Uh, I think uh, Christian Moore, Simo, is going to fill that leadership void. I think uh, Kyle Booker is going to have that uh, that breakout season. And I hope uh, I hope Christian Scott, uh, has that I call it the Trey Lipscomb Dedication Perseverance Award. I'd like to see Christian Scott have a material impact 
even if it's not in a starting role as a as a pinch hitter, as a runner, as a as a defensive replacement. But I'd love to see him get a lot of playing time. I think that kid has been very loyal, and I think he's going to be healthy and has the the tools. I'll tell you what, Tony. Uh, talk about it, indicative of the culture that uh, Tony Vitello and that staff has built over at uh, at Lindsey Nelson. Uh, you had some notable alumni. I'm going to miss some of them that attended that banquet. Uh, Luke uh, Lipsius was there. Uh, Evan Russell. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, Cortland was there as well. Not surprisingly, Redmond Walsh, who's now a quality control coach. Um, oh gosh, uh, Pavloni, Connor Pavloni was there as well. So there was a, a tremendous amount of representation from uh, from past alumni, and I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some, but. Really impressive event. I think uh, this baseball team is uh, is primed for a, a great season. Uh, this this fan would prefer that uh, that they weren't ranked number two. I'd rather them be the the uh, the hunter. But those days are, are over. We're going to be the hunted. Um, last thing on the way out, Tony. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, uh, really impressed with Jared Dickey. I think he's going to be another leader. Uh, you've been uh, very much. Uh, very transparent about some of your struggles in life. And I'll say Jerry Dickey has been very transparent as well. That, uh, that kid, much like Evan Russell, is, uh, is such a high-character kid and a leader off the field. Um, and I think uh, we're going to see the same, uh, same on-the-field results as well. But, uh, man, I'm, I'm excited about uh, tennis to baseball. They're going to be uh, uh, first pitch uh, coming up, what is that, uh, February 17th out in Arizona. So, Tony, go Vols. Hey, by the way. By the way, by the way, who was the uh, who was the guest speaker the other night? Uh, they they really had all the coaches up, so it wasn't like last year. Where oh, you they had, didn't bring in a guest speaker. They did it on the cheap. I wouldn't call it on the cheap. They, they I'll tell you, Tony. Uh, they had probably I don't know six hundred people there. Um, it was uh, it was amazing. Well, very well done. They charged one hundred fifty dollars a head. He couldn't brought a speaker in. I'm just asking you, Taylor. Who's the speaker? Who's the guest speaker? Seriously. Oh gosh, Tony. Uh, it really was. Uh, Wilkerson was the MC, and they just had the John. Well, I mean, that was our guest speaker. No, he was. Oh, his head coach was booked. Who was it? Me now. If you, I head coach. I. Tell us about. Tell us about seeing the fur coat put on fifty. Okay, seriously, guest speaker was Jessica Mendoza, Berkey. Who came in? Seriously, Tony. They had a panel of uh, of all the coaches, including Frank Anderson, and they passed the mic. And My run to me. Questions. On it the cheap. It was next level. It was, it was outstanding. On the cheap. Tony Valls. You're taking a cheap shot. I am not. I'm asking a question. I'm yeah, asking on the record. On yeah. the record, I don't appreciate that. That's almost as bad. As I didn't. I know. Seriously, I got to tell you a backstory. I texted. Was not a VFL. I texted Tony. <laughs> I texted Tony. Uh, we were talking about MMA with each other. I said, "You watch it." He said, "No, I have my banquet." Blah blah blah. We were, you know, going back and forth. And I said, "Yeah, well, you know, um, buddy of mine needed needed passes." for the deal but it was sold out and yeah good luck with that you know and 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 he says to me well if you could have gotten to me earlier i'd have gotten you know i'd have gotten him in blah 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 but i didn't think i didn't stop to think who was your speaker 
because if he'd have told me we didn't have a speaker, we passed the mic around, I said, Tony, what are you doing it on the cheap? So I'm going to have to ask him right, Thursday Tony. what the backstory is for them doing it on the cheap. Tony, Tony, let me tell you this. Condridge Holloway was there. That was worth the price. That's long. a great story. That, now, that's a great story. But by the way, the days, I think the days of the dual sport athlete are over. He's the, he is the, uh, exemplifies the, the greatest dual sport athlete, in my opinion, ever to play at the University Agreed. of Tennessee. And uh, obviously, he was just initiated into the College of Baseball Hall of Fame. Yes. That guy is a living, breathing legend. And no question. Thing, University of Tennessee. Just a chance to shake his hand and meet Mr. Holloway was worth the price of admission. Tony. That event was first class, even though you want to uh, take a cheap shot. I am not. I was asking you who the speaker is. Taylor, thank you. you. When you tell me there was no speaker, Bino, when you hear there's no speaker. Well, that's a different approach than what we've seen in, in the past years, Tony, for the laid-off man banquet. Um, I, I guess my question will be, I don't have any doubt that, they're going to put talented position players out there. Yep. And some guys have, that have kind of waited their turn are going to step up and get an opportunity. But, you know, the um, the expectations of the pro, as you can tell from Taylor's voice, yep. the expectations of the program don't change with the with the names that are in the, in the lineup. Uh, the question's going to be how well do our position players hold up under that type of pressure? Your, your new guys, you know. That's why what I want to do with Tony Thursday is I'm going to name a name, and I want to get you give me a capsule on him. I'll name you a name, you give me a capsule. You name me a name, you give me a capsule. I don't want to joke around about MMA. I don't want to talk about how Bino wanted to stand at halftime of the uh, Samoan game, the Polynesian games, none of that. I give you a name, I want the capsule, the dryling, dryling guy, for instance. Who's from uh, Fort Hayes, Kansas, Bino? I, I just sent that to you and Brian. Kid's got a nice swing. What county's that in? Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome into our next call. You are live on the Basilio Show. Hi. How are you doing, Tony? I've been told. I don't know if you've heard our discussion today. I can't assume with you because a lot of times you come out of left field on us. But we were talking about why the Jaguar fans chant Duval at their games, which is rather unfortunate. They chant Duval at each other. And I asked Brian, I said, are they big Robert Duval fans? Are they big Shelley Duval fans? Are they David Duval fans? Is there a Duval I'm missing, Bill? In the middle of using uh, using that? Uh, no, no, that no, no, no. Uh, that's no, that's uh, you. You hit the nail on the head on both Robert Duvall and Shelley Duvall. I can't think of any other uh, a- actor actress's name that that's a has a last name Duvall. Right. Goldberg Joe Tex- to- Hang on, just relax here. This is this is this is verbal. This is not physical. Goldbrick okay, Joe. Okay. Goldbrick Joe asked me if you are going to lead the Titan fans in a chant of Davidson. <laughs> in honor of, do you know why the Jag fans cheer Duval at each other? Uh, no. 
I have no idea. Thank you for listening. Uh, Bino, would you care to educate and teach Titans Bill something on this Monday? Why do they chant Duval at each other, the Jaguar fans? Uh, the second most invisible fan base in the league. Bino, what would your get what would what's the answer to that for Titans Bill? Because Jacksonville is in Duval County. Okay, I'll give you a little information, Tony. My sister Sue and my brother-in-law, Mike, used to live in Jacksonville. And my sister Sue used to work at that old Independence Life building, which is no longer the Independence Life. It's something else now. And my niece, Sheena, was born in Jacksonville. And, of course, my niece Sheena is 40 years old. Brian, Titans Bills tidbits that he just dropped on us or Tony Boselli in a room full of people with adorned with Jacksonville Jaguar stuff screaming Duval at the top of his lungs, which is, uh, would you care to rank those two occurrences of the past four days? I just want a, uh, I just want a, a tomahawk chop chant. Bino, or chant. Bino, would you care to rank those two occurrences? Duval, Duval. <laughs> Bill, can we try Davidson okay. for our friends? Because we do have a Nashville affiliate now. Can we, can we try a Davidson chant? Maybe we can get something started here. In fact, let me do this. Let me keep it live and legal here. Hang on one sec, Bill. Quick legal ID. Nobody else does that in radio. Bill, give me a um, give me a Duval chant. No, we already did that. Bill, give me, in your humble opinion, um, now again, Bill, this is verbal. This is not physical. Give me, let's do Davidson. How would we do that chant? Davidson, 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 Davidson. All right, stop. It would be like Peyton. Yeah, it would ahead. be like Peyton Manning shouting Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. Bino, do you think that has a chance of catching on in uh, in in Nash Vegas at Titan Games? I certainly hope not. All right, let's try it again, Bill. Davidson, Davidson. Davidson, 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 Davidson. Yeah. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, it doesn't come off the tongue. No. Quite like it does with Duvall. It just doesn't. What about when Manning used to chant, cut that moit, cut that moit? In one of those commercials, uh, Bri, that he did. Do you remember those commercials he used to do, Bri, where he... I remember yeah, those I commercials. He went to that deli and he went, cut that mite. Yeah, he's, he's quite adept at that. Bill, I don't think Davidson, 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 Davidson's going to catch on. You know, maybe... If, I don't believe... It might depend on who's chanting it. Maybe somebody can make that work. Davidson. That just, I don't know. 
The only thing you're going to hear from Titans fans is this, Tony. Tighten up! Tighten up! Tighten up! Tighten up! Tighten up! That's the only thing you're going to hear from Titans fans. They're not going to say Davidson, Davidson, Davidson. It's going to be tighten up, tighten up, (laughs) tighten up. And that's the name of that tune. To those passing through Knoxville, maybe listening to this for the first time, this is not a reflection, or Nashville, this is not a reflection of who we are as a people. Actually, folks, it is. (laughs) Well, yeah, maybe after all, it kind of is. Bill, in fact, would you care to share... Brian asked for it earlier. Would you care to share a little uh, little love for the Atlanta Braves? How long do pitchers and catchers report being out? How far out are we right now? Uh, most are around the 20th of February, so we're closing in. About four weeks out? Full, full squads around the 20th. Far away. Four weeks out, Bill. Give me one. So it's January 23. Give me one, Bill. Just give me a little tomahawk. All Let's right. do it. All right. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, hey, oh, Bill, thank you. Now that we've hit the line of demarcation into our second hour here, we got to re-rack this thing. We've got Nico Mania to talk about, running wild. Titans Bills calls notwithstanding uh, the implosion of the Dallas Cowboys one more time, the NFL playoffs, the Tennessee basketball team landing on some one lines. Andy Katz has them on his one line. Brian will watch other said polls and see where the Vols appear. The the baseball banquet was over the weekend. It was a hard sellout with no um, with no guest, which is pretty great. You just got to put your money in your pocket. Um, and one other thing. Being there, there's a discussion taking place among the Tennessee fan base. Um. Uh, regarding this team's place in Tennessee basketball history. Now, that team from five years ago that was number one for a good month and kind of petered out at the end, but took us on an unbelievable journey. That, that team was unreal. The team was the number two seed. There does, there's a discussion, and we're going to have it tomorrow on the air because Matt Dixon... Uh, sort of as a prelude, and then we're going to blog on it on Wednesday, Matt and myself. There is a discussion being had and a debate among the, and, and the way this thing splits is it's split among those that are approaching basketball from the Ken Palm analytics and then just watching it. Essentially, which is a microcosm of the way sports are being talked about, players are being evaluated in all these sports now. 
There's what you can count. And then there's the fact, as Einstein said, that sometimes the things that count the most can't be counted. And both those things are true. And I think they're true in sports, too. So, Bino, Brian, let's go back and look at that Tennessee team from five years ago. Who are we talking about <clears throat> on that on that ball club? It's uh, Grant and Admiral and right. Levante Turner, Jordan Bone. Right. That was four years ago, I think. And right? Bowden? Yeah, okay. Bowden, sorry. Four years ago. Kyle Alexander on that team or the team before? Kyle Alexander was there. Yep. That was a great, great basketball team. That year was what, Bri, 2019? Is that right? Uh, yes. All right. 1819 or 1920? It was 2018 and 2019 where the years that Grant was was um, okay. was playing there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're talking about the 1819 season, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> that team, and and what's funny about that club is you had Lamonte Turner at guard. Josiah James as a freshman, Folky Cole Medina as a redshirt junior, Victor Bailey Jr. was on that squad, uh, Olivier Cumwell was a freshman, Jordan Bowden was a senior. This Best, was 2020, right? Uh, where am I here? Oh, I'm on the wrong I'm on the wrong. Yeah, yeah that's 2020. Leave it up to me. I don't think Victor Bailey got there until 20, maybe the pandemic here. You're right. Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, Bone Bowden-Turner, Kyle Alexander, Folky, East Ponds, Jalen Johnson, Derek Walker, and then those are the guys that played. From that squad, guys that saw time in the NBA are as follows. Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, Bone, Kyle Alexander, East Ponds. Five guys from that squad played in the NBA. Five. Five. And Grant Williams is a getting ready to get paid in that league. He's a getting ready to pay, get paid guy. Now, he's not a top player in the league, but he's a important middle player in the league, which is really saying something. And then the rest of those guys have kind of bounced around between the G League, Europe, and all that stuff. But five of them have NBA by their names, which needs to be talked about. See, the kids, and look, I like this year's team. But we can have a discussion about this. The West Rutgers of the world think that this team is better than that team and that this team would beat that team. And I'm going to tell you something. We're going to get into it tomorrow, but I want, I want to introduce it with Bino here because I want to hear his thoughts on it. I think you can make a case for this team or that team, but I look at college basketball right now in the last five year, four years. Man, it's, it's such a down year, and it's devolved so much. Tony, what are you talking about? Somebody alerted me to the fact that Temple yesterday had Houston on the ropes. 
And it was during one of those NFC playoff games. It was during the afternoon game yesterday. So the Bills were getting blowed out. And so I flipped it over. And you know, I'm a Temple Hoops fan, but I'm kind of put out by their program because they're in a league they don't belong in. And their glory days are way behind them. And they're unwatchable. Like a lot of what goes on in college hoops. How unwatchable. Yesterday they won at Houston. They didn't score a field goal in the last seven minutes and 19 seconds and won a game. They scored one point. Count it. One. One point during the last, after the last TV timeout to win a basketball game on the road at number one. That's how bad Houston was on offense. Temple was grabbing them on defense. They were hitting them on defense. They were pushing. They were shoving. They were begging. They were borrowing, and they were stealing. Is You know, was Houston, did they have a player or two out? Brian, I don't know. Or were they fully healthy? I don't know what they had out, but it was a bad loss for them because that's a quad three loss. It's a bad, bad loss for them. I know it's in their league. That's a you lose that Temple team, a 500 basketball team, not very good. That's a bad. You talk about it, and and Kelvin Sampson post game said, "Hey, we you know we just couldn't shoot. We didn't make a shot." But Pino, I say to you, and we look at our ball club we have right now. They're tracking to be the best defensive team. In the history of the Ken Palm era, which comprises post like 1999, so in the last quarter century or so in college hoops, this is the best defensive team that's gone out there. Now, granted, it's in a year when nobody can score. I mean, there are a ton of teams that can't put the ball in the basket. Temple yesterday beat the number one team, and I know you're going to say, Tony. That that's not scientific. That's just you know that's just you doing what you're do what you do. You're cherry picking. They beat the number one team in America without scoring a field goal in the last seven nineteen in a game. That just doesn't seem possible. But that's the game right now. That's they got to change the rules. They got to figure something out with college basketball because that sport people are going to look at it. You keep doing this in three years, people are not going to look at that game. Laura says to me, Tony, what, why aren't you more excited? They're getting ready to beat the number one team. And I said, because it's stupid. She said, but you should be excited. I said, okay, I'm excited. She says, no, you're not. Dino, when you see your team score one field goal, n- no, no field goals in the last 719. Are you going to get excited about that, even though you won, Bino? Is that going to excite you? I'm sorry. I said, what is wrong with the sport? Not a field goal? I mean, what are we doing? What is this? Yeah, it was it was ugly by both teams down the stretch. It was neither team could score. Um, uh, Tony, I, uh, um, of course, I'm a fossil. Yep. So rarely am I going to trust Kim Palm over my own eyes. Um, and... Uh, this team is elite defensively by any measure. Yep. I think they're pretty average offensively. Um, I, I, I think that that 
18, 19 team was quite a bit better than this team. I uh, see. I agree with that. They were good defensively, not great defensively, but good defensively. That team, that team had three, maybe four guys that you'd be pretty comfortable putting a ball in their hand with a game on the line. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure this team has one. Well, we're going to talk this out, okay? We're going to talk this out because the the word is the word is that this is what these people believe now. They believe that this year's team would basically choke out that team defensively. And we're going to get into it tomorrow. Here's here's what Y says to me. I, I'm just gonna say what you, you know, you guys you guys jump in here. That team with Grant and Admiral was leaking oil down the stretch. Jordan Bone was a major liability defensively. Everybody was having career games against the Vols. The team was losing to Colgate with five minutes left and had to go to overtime with Iowa. There's a lot of revisionist history because that that team was full of likable guys. He says there is no doubt that in the likability factor, those teams, that that team way trumps this one. He said, Tony, that team was way more on the map with Tennessee fans than this team is. But when you go back and you look at it, Bone and Schofield were feuding with Barnes. Both sort of checked out a little bit on the defensive end. And that's what happened to him at the end. And how do you reply to that, Bino? Well, well, I would certainly know better than I. He's much closer with both of those teams. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't can't argue that. I'm just looking at them. If they went out onto the court, at a time when both of them are playing their best basketball, I, I don't believe that this team could beat that team. I also don't know what this team is going to look like at the time in the time frame that Wise talking about there. That's right. The other thing is, um, the league was much better in eighteen nineteen than it is right now. There were three thirty win teams in eighteen nineteen. And another one that won 28 games. Uh, I don't see anybody in this league this year, other than Tennessee Mm -hmm. and Alabama, that I think are nationally elite teams. Bino, Will Warren, who's a young guy, I, I think a lot of. You know, he's kind of a stats guy, and he's sort of a young guy, and I think a lot of them. He says the following. I understand there's going to be the, this is off Twitter. I understand there's going to be the wait till March crowd, the can't trust Rick Barnes crowd, the history, the bad stuff. I get it. He said, I totally get it. He said, what I'm telling you is, he's looking at the numbers. Through two and a half months, he said, and I'm chasing down age 30. This is the best Tennessee basketball team I've ever seen. He said they have their flaws. They have significant shortcomings. They're not perfect. They never will be. There are no elites in college basketball in 2023, which is, Bino, what you were just saying. There are no elite teams in 2023. That's okay. 
He said, I, I love that they're flawed, and I adore the life-or-death seriousness they give to every possession. Covering the basketball balls is an absolute delight, he says. They're the best team. They're the best team uh, I've seen, he says. Tyler Wyatt, who works for BetSmart US, who, who I know Tyler. I respect Tyler. He said, I have this team as a 4.56 point favorite over 2019 on a neutral floor for what it's worth. And, of course, Wes Rucker got in the middle of it because he has to live on Twitter. But that's another story for another day. Bino, do you agree that this team is the best team in your lifetime that you've seen? These guys are saying this. And Tony, I, I don't, I don't want to sound like I dislike this team or I'm running down this team because I, I do, I do like them. But I mean, just from a visual standpoint, I don't think this is one of the top ten teams of my lifetime, let alone the best. Brian Hartman, you're somewhere between Bino and my Brian. Bino is a lot more numbers oriented than I am. I'm not at all. This, uh, I'm an eye test guy. Bino's more new numbers oriented. You're a lot more numbers oriented than Bino is. Now you're not in the stats by will category, but you're heading that way. How do you reply to all this, Bino? Uh, Bry? Which we will well, talk about tomorrow. Some, by the some, way, go ahead. Some breaking news: the top five, the new AP top five basketball has Purdue number one. Yeah. Alabama two, Houston three, and Tennessee four. Boom. So the balls are fourth in the country. Alabama's second in the country from the SEC. And I think one thing I will say is I think the fact that the, one of the reasons why this team isn't as loved maybe as the 2018, 2019 teams was, was because the other sports around those teams were floundering while the other sports around this team have had tremendous success. So Something has to something has to fall off a little bit. I want to say that. Um, I think in terms of watchability, that those teams were set for definitely way above this one. But it's only January. Uh, that's just that's just my take. I like. The, I, I think hopefully this team has a better result in March. We'll see if it translates to March, but. And just in terms of being watchable, I'd have to say those teams with Grant and Admiral are definitely more watchable than this this version. And one thing, this yeah. team hasn't had its players healthy. It seems like there's been somebody missing every game, mm. a key player. That's, I think, part of what we've seen as far mm. as this team not being able to impress with the eye test as much. And you know what I think that's held them back. And you know what's interesting? They've they've missed players basically all season. And they continue continue to lead a full out charge on the record books. They continue to chase history. That's interesting. Hey Bino, that's kind of interesting in sports, right? Oh, absolutely, Tommy. Well, well, I, I, uh, I said last year, I, I think the next Tennessee basketball team that goes deep in the tournament 
will be one that most of us don't expect to do that. Uh, um, maybe this is the team. But why wouldn't you expect this team to go deep in the tournament? They're the best defensive team in the history of the game. And they're number one, as you see, they'll what's their tracking for? They're seated to the Sweet 16. Yeah, they're seated. I just just think they're too flawed offensively, guys. Wow. 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 He might be right. I mean, they they still have that problem of who's going to get the ball in the last three minutes and 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 can you tell me you're not going to have a stretch where you don't score for seven minutes because that really is the truth that is a our our big scores guys are guys that have to do it from beyond the three-point line and i you're just when you have to win six games when you have to win four games to make it to the final four, you're, you're not going to have four games where you shoot the ball well enough from beyond the arc. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. I'd love to get your thoughts on that. We'll come back with more and do it right after the. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM one hundred one point seven FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring, followed by low-interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you, or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. I just want to say that your show is disgusting. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat, yet you have no balance to anything that you say. You act like a bunch of Southern You are ridiculous. You're a horrible show. You're a horrible representation of Tennessee. Y'all are disgusting. You're disgusting human beings. And either balance it out with someone who has a half a clue of what they can talk about. You got a bus driver up there acting like he's better than him just because of what? I have no idea what his points are other than what Tucker Carlson told him what to say. Y'all are disgusting human beings. You need to get off the air. Three Dudes with a View, triggering liberals between Dollywood and Graceland Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, 865-200-5402. So Matt Dixon says that he's up to discussing this tomorrow. We'll certainly get into that. The deal with, uh, and, 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 and people, there's been a robust conversation. Look, I like this year's team. I think they've got high-end ability because their ability to defend and like somebody told me that's in the interior of this thing it's hard to judge this team like brian said because they haven't been healthy all year and if they can keep the wheels on triple j brian they're a different basketball team with him as we saw the year day and i know people like to bash him and they bash him because of everything that he's not He's never going to be that five-star, high-end NBA basketball player. Well, guess what? It's not his fault. 
He didn't label himself that. Some, somebody with a clipboard living in their mother's basement did. He didn't do it. I'll I tell you what does encourage me a little bit, Tony, is right. we talked on Friday. What I think what this team has to do to advance further in the tournament than any of us think they're going to is someone has to emerge, yep. like J.P. Prince did, yep. like uh, Josh Richardson did. Uh, and over the last two games, we've seen the new J.P., Phillips, uh, show what he's capable of, and – Tyreek Key looked as good as I've seen him look since very early in the season yep. uh, against LSU. So that that's two that's two pieces that we haven't depended a whole lot on on the offensive end that could make a huge difference. You know, um, it's a great point, and it's got to continue to happen. Because what you what this team needs is they need some people we can look at and go, you're going to give me some offense. That's what this team needs, and that's what you're talking about. Let's go to the phones. 865-200-5402 if you want to join. It's your Tony Basilio show. It's a Monday. And uh, no doubt people want to talk about it. It's interesting. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hi, you're on the air. Goldbrick. Hey, Goldbricker, welcome in. Davidson! <laughs> Are you making fun of, hang on, I want to know something. Are you making fun of the Jags, Goldbrick? Is that what you're doing I, I, there? I would never do such a thing. Okay, just checking. That, 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 that teal is just such a gorgeous color. Is Titan Nation making fun of the Jaguars? I, I need to know that right now. We need to get, because I'm not here to, I'm not here to sell well, discord among y'all. I mean, it is a funny thing a little bit with it because there is a small segment of it that is sort of has the uh, thing of an AFC South kind of thing. So, Maybe there's a small fragment of it doing like that, but mostly I think we're laughing at it. Yeah, I mean, I think this, I mean, if you if you know the people that cheer for the SEC, I mean, those yeah. are weirdos, anyways, in my opinion. Brian, Brian, uh, would you care to respond way. to the fact that he opened his call with a Hardy Davidson making fun of your newfound chant that I find rather unfortunate? Well, um, to be honest. Of all the losers this weekend, yeah. the Jags actually paid the best to tile themselves. So there's not much to really laugh at there. I mean, there's no banners hung for this, but they're the only one to score two touchdowns. So they're, they're the, the only one to score 20 game. points. Their game was the most compelling of all of them. Bino, do That's you? True. Because, because because they had a backdoor cover. Because they had a backdoor cover. And Mahomes is on one ankle. Yes. Well, Goldbrecker doesn't want to admit this, and I don't really either. Uh, But the truth is, going forward, this AFC championship is going to go through. It's going to go through Jacksonville. Oh, stop it. Bino, they have a quarterback. Because I said earlier, the two things that you have to have, the two things you have to have is a head coach and a quarterback. Goldbrick's got one of the two, and we've got none. And Brian has Brian has one point five of the two because the jury's still out on Lawrence, who Dak Prescott wants his gimmick back, 
of all the, the turnovers. Truth's not out on who's the best quarterback in the South. Yeah, but you can't I, turn. I know you're the, but the guy's a human turnover goal, Brick. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I will, I will have to say, I mean, just about that whole situation. Yeah. Is you just look outside of the the Forty Niners, the the. The, the recipe is having a quarterback. I mean, that's just what it is. Yep. Or having Kyle Shanahan as your head coach. I mean, it, that's the only two things. You either have a quarterback or you have Kyle Shanahan as your head coach. And I don't think there's a whole lot of in-between there. Which will, which will kind of be the, the interesting thing to watch at the link. No question. The link. No, the missing link, which <laughs> is where many of the Eagle fans would answer to that. There is no doubt that this Kyle Shanahan guy is one of the great young minds, offensive minds in that sport, and they've got a real Swiss Army knife to play with there. They've got five guys without positions, they call them. The way they use Debo Samuel, that catch, guys, that Kittle made in traffic, when he tipped it to himself, and then he's mugging for the camera and sticking his tongue out like he's a heel wrestler finding the field camera, that guy is a freak. Frico, he's Frico, man. He catches that ball and then avoids getting hit by Diggs. Yes, like that. One of the craziest things you'll ever see. Ever. The body control (laughs) on that play alone. Yeah, God, they're just so much fun to watch. They're one of my favorites. They're one of my. I agree with that. Just like this ones, just to watch and just sit there and just watch them when they get get running the ball and they block everything the way they do and they. It's just it's that's beauty. Yep. Especially in the way that the, the, the football has been going just in such a pass-centric thing. Yep. And they still do pass it a decent amount. But when they get the ball, when they run the ball, just it's like a thing of beauty. Of all but, the teams, the, the four teams that got there before with the uh, rookie quarterback to this, to this round, they probably have the best chance to advance because of the way they approach the game. And the fact that really all the pressure is on the Eagles. All the and, and the other thing that the Eagles have going against them is generally teams that blow people out in that round and score points the way they did as easily as they did have trouble backing it up that next time they take the field. So there's a chance. I'd say there's a pretty good chance that's a pretty good football game Sunday. I I, I think I fully expect that to be a very good hard fought game. And hey, listen. The Cowboys' defense yesterday was great, but the Niners did exactly what they know they needed to do. They kept that game in front of them, and they let Dak Prescott turn the ball over. They knew exactly what they were doing, Goldbrick, the way they approached the game. Well, he threw two picks and easily could have been five. Mm -hmm. I mean, easily. Easily. (laughs) And one of that one that Greenlaw... Or Warner, one of the two that they got it was he was into the end zone with that one too. The Greenlaw ball that he threw out in the flat when 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 Greenlaw he was lucky he jumped that route and Greenlaw had nothing but green grass in front of him. You're exactly right. Well, I just kind of wanted to call in just I mean because it's a very interesting subject what you're all talking about with the basketball team. Yep. Um, because I'm sitting here just thinking to myself like. I think there is a lot of truth in the aspect of those guys. There's a lot of likable guys there, like Ponds and Schofield. Schofield probably still will be one of my all-time favorite players. Um, and Grant Williams, who was a two-time player of the year in the league. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think there was also a truth what Bino's talking about with this team just not being as well, like watchable. But the other thing that I'll bring into the kind of the discord here is um, I can't help myself but to be looking forward to that baseball team. <laughs> That baseball thing was not really much of a thing during that, you know, in that, in weird? that time frame. It, no, it actually and, wasn't a thing it, at all, it, right? No, and and now it is, and I can't help myself to just keep on like just trying to figure out, like, look into everything baseball related that I can come across, and just like look at that too. So I wonder if like part of me is sort of jaded by that, as far as like really looking forward to that, and maybe not paying given the same amount of attention to basketball as I probably had at that point in time. There is no doubt that this team, listen, we were having watch parties for every game home and away out there at corner 16 and filling the place. Bino, to those who just found the show, am I lying when I say that? Midweek games, we were filling the place. No, no, it's, uh, it, it, it was a common occurrence. And if we did that right uh, now, we would have 20 people. I'm not, I'm not trying to be ugly about it. And, and yeah, you know, go break. I'll to go your, back to this. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. Baseball, baseball's come along and been successful at yeah. high level. And football now has That's done the right. same thing. Basketball falls right in the middle of those two. That's right. And it's kind of the forgotten thing. It's not as – I just think because during during football season – you're not really thinking much about basketball when your football team's beating Alabama. You're not counting down the days. Because it used to be when we had four or five losses, everyone was like, well, basketball is in two weeks or whatever it was. And then all of a sudden, your baseball team is college World Series worthy, and you're thinking about you know, you're thinking about that more than you are as you get into basketball. You're kind of thinking, it'll be nice when spring comes and we got a baseball team to look at. So basketball kind of falls right in the middle of just sort of in, in, in an abyss. And what's interesting, like Goldbrick, about what you're talking about is I remember distinctly last year, because I hate the way it feels when your basketball team gets beat, and I hate getting my hopes up. And I was so convinced that Tennessee's team was at least going to go to the Elite Eight last year. I was so convinced they were going to steamroll that Michigan team. I was so, so – and we had a huge, huge amount of people at our list and watch party for that one. I mean, a couple, couple people came from 150 miles away just to come and be a part of that with us. I remember a couple days later going to a Tennessee baseball game and being on the porch with Marcos Garza and thanking him because he said, man, you need to get out of the house. Him and Craig were like, you need to get out and quit moping around. And But I remember being out there and thinking, you know, we didn't have this to diffuse the way we were feeling four years ago. So you are right about that. There is certainly well, yeah. that in the air here because there's only so much Guys, bandwidth to go around. Go for, I, I think there's, yeah. I think there's still a fervor for Tennessee basketball here. I think what we got is, oh, I agree we with got that. one old dog and two puppies, and you're always going to pay more attention to the puppies than you do the old dog. You, you this, it, the other two just have a new car smell right now that basketball doesn't have because we've been successful for a number of years in a row oh that's exactly right i'm i'm never and i don't think goldbrick's saying that people don't care i'm talking about the same level of attention and focus whatever the word is you want to, connection this yeah. team doesn't connect yeah. like that team the connection did. i think so, yeah, yeah i think connection is a really good point i agree with that yeah, yeah. I agree and i'm not trying to be yeah and people say well tony you know that's because everybody knows how the movie's going to end i don't think that's it at all 
I don't think well, that's it at all. Thing, the one thing I will say too about us, like being, and and maybe even to kind of talk about who yeah. we can maybe put the ball in the hand of towards the end. I really think and I hope that maybe it could be Julian Phillips. It looks like he might be kind of coming off yep. at the right time. You got it. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know that you can say that one hundred percent now, but I think that that is. I mean, he's. Looks like he's almost morphing into that, well, and he looks like he's getting more confident and more, you know, maybe that that could be something going down the stretch where if we keep the defensive pressure and then maybe he does become that person where he can well, maybe put the ball in his hand and he can flash and he can shoot a three. So I mean, yeah. it might be that guy that you can. Kind of well, play. listen, I, I appreciate you. Thank you, Goldbrick and Davidson. By the way, eight six five two hundred five four zero two. I thought Orange Stroke made a great point today in the blog over at tclub.team. Check it out again, tclub.team. Tell a friend. We we have a blog up there every day, a couple thousand words for you, whatever. It's really great information, good stuff. Um, and and I really want to unpack comparing those two teams just to have some fun with it this week. We'll play a uh, we'll, we'll we'll the the two Tennessee super teams. The thing that Throat said that's really true is so far in the SEC, we've played basically one compelling game in the SEC, and it was the game we lost. It was the Kentucky game because it has been the bum of the month club so far. And we said that on the front end. We said Tennessee, when we looked first at the schedule, was going to have a chance to rack up some wins, which they've done. But now it's going to get interesting because now you've got Texas coming up, uh, after you play Georgia at home, who, who you'll beat, you're you're like a 17-point favorite against Georgia. Then in the month of uh, February, you have a trip to Rupp, which is interesting. You have Alabama coming to town. Brian, Alabama's ranked where in the latest ranking? They are up to number two behind number one ranked Purdue. And we're number four. And Alabama, you talk about a team that meets the eyeball test they meet the eyeball test in in a lot of ways. Who, who would win between 18, 19 Tennessee and this year's Alabama team? You've got Bruce Pearl. That'd be a hell of a game. You've got Bruce Pearl coming to town. Now, the, the analytics geeks, no offense to them, would tell you that Alabama would score a million points on that Tennessee team. I would tell them that Tennessee team would score a million points on this Alabama team. Let's go back to the phones. And I, and I just asked the analytics guys, where's our Admiral Schofield on this team? Because we sure could use him. Hello and welcome into our next, let alone Grant Williams, who's player of the year in the league a couple times. Do we have a player of the year in the league? I mean, I, I don't know. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tone, how's it going? This is Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Um, I think... Those two teams would play, and if they played in March and were coached by Rick Barnes, the game would end in a tie. Um, oh, heavens. Cheap shots aside, cheap shots aside, I'm going the Grant and Admiral team because you got to put the ball in the whole, whole tone. you just got to. Well, and maybe we're ignorant. Maybe we're not valuing the fact that you know this team would shut that team down. Maybe they would. Nah, Maybe they're I think that good. Clavy could guard. I'd like in a million years. Go ahead, Brian. I'd like to Clavy see if there's something Grant. this summertime we can do to put those two teams because you can do this because they're not like it's not like those that twenty at nineteen team is out of shape. Yeah, you could actually do something this summer where you could get that 
arranged and have like a charity have those teams play each other right now. Well, Grant wouldn't play. He could, he can't risk injury. Yeah, that's and no right. one in the league. Come on, Brian. Come on, Brian. But um, let me let me pause to you this way, Tone. Um, yeah, I've said in the past I'm a Big Ten SEC guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw two teams out there. That Rick Pitino, Tony Delk, Kentucky Wildcats team. What would they do to the modern SEC? I mean, come on. They the game is just terrible now. And then the other one, and this team went to Final Four. We sound like old men. We sound like old men. I know. but it's What would but it's Florida true. of 28 do to this team? Uh-huh. Florida teams from 2007 do. Or Pearl's couple teams those years with the Lofton and Juwan Smith in the modern game. Come on now. And then the other one, because the Big Ten, every year we think yep. we're going to win, and we don't. What would that Calvert Chaney, um, Damon Bailey, Allen Henderson, Indiana four-year team, what would they do to the modern Big Ten? I don't think a collective all-star team of the SEC or the Big Ten as currently assembled would beat that 96 Cats team or that 94 Hoosiers team. I think you're right. So that's why I'm erring towards I don't think it would be close. I think the Grant and Admiral team would kill this year's team. Because college basketball in four years has devolved. (laughs) I don't know how it's happened. I don't know why it's happened. It's awful. But it's... You think it's AAU basketball? I don't know what it is. is. I I think it's these coaches, like Barnes, knowing we can get away with clutching, grabbing, and holding all over the floor, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. Well, those are my thoughts. Uh, Thank hey, you, I brother. hope I'm wrong. I hope uh, IU and Tennessee went big. Yeah. You know, I called in and complained about IU, and they won three in a row. They so look very good. Hope. They look very good yesterday with Michigan yeah. State. That's a good win. Yep. Thank you, so brother. If, uh, Tennessee, and they can get a rolling at the same time, that'll be great. Let's we'll get it rolling. Right Thank you, brother. And the Vols certainly have it rolling. And, and I know it's kind of old man talky to say this, but I wish some of you guys that are very passionate about today's college basketball, the 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 gentleman that does the stats we're talking about on Twitter, I wish those guys were around to see college basketball 35 or 40 years ago because if you're passionate about this product, when it was a veteran game where everybody stuck around and uh, even the superstars played three years in it, you'd have freaked if you'd have seen the old SEC in the 80s, if you'd have seen the old Big East, if you'd have seen the old Big Ten, I mean, you would have freaked out at how good the game was back then. And that's, and, and that's unfair, but we're only focusing on these two teams. In four years' time, in four years' time, the game of college basketball, and just those, and that little dispensation right there is, is spinning into something else. And I shouldn't be saying that. That's not good for my business. But I'm a guy who call, listen, I get on here better or for worse. And poorer or poorer, I call it right down the middle. I'm calling balls and strikes. And I'm pretty damn good at calling balls and strikes, by the way. I'm one of the best behind the disher is. So we continue after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. 
so you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Ace now offers free assembly and delivery on grills over $3.99? It's never been easier for you and your family to have a great grill like a Weber gas grill, a Traeger pellet grill, or a Big Green Egg charcoal grill. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware, located at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. First responders know seconds count when saving lives, and emergency response can often be delayed due to difficulty navigating rural locations, congested subdivisions, mobile home parks, and apartment complexes. The Locator 911 is a unique life-saving bulb. In normal use, a porch light, and when activated by you, a multicolored flashing beacon for first responders to help them find you in the event of an emergency. For more information, stop by your local fire department or visit thelocator911.com. 
that it's time to hear from our favorite grocer, Miles Johnson at Foodland. Miles, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. I got a sneak peek of some of the specials. Boy, there's some good ones in there this week. Mm-hmm. This week we got ground chuck for three thirty nine a pound, T-bone steaks four twenty nine a pound, boneless pork loins a dollar ninety nine a pound, five pound bag of Idaho potatoes for two ninety nine each, and Coca Cola twelve packs for two for thirteen. Wow, that's some that's some good deals. Uh, these sales run through next Tuesday, I believe. That is correct. All right, and again, you're open seven days a week, seven a.m. till nine p.m. Miles, thank you very much. As always, we appreciate it, and hopefully, people listen and uh, come on in. And you got some great deals, and uh, you got some great people working there as well. So you guys have a wonderful week. All right, thank you. You too. Thank you, Miles. All right, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland, located on West Seventh Street. Again, they're open seven days a week, seven a.m. till nine p.m. So go in and check out some of those uh, great specials they have, and we'll talk to them next week as well. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.